and welcome to another edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast, episode number two, right here, uh, man. So I uh, definitely appreciate y'all for listening as always, for checking us out wherever you may be, however you may be listening to us, uh, whether it's daytime, nighttime, whatever. We appreciate you downloading and uh, checking out the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Coming to you with uh, the Deliberation Crew. I'm going to introduce the guys in just a moment. Just want to remind you guys to subscribe. No matter what outlet or uh, platform you may be listening to the show, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, all those platforms, you can find the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Just search for us by the same name. Subscribe, and you can get a notification every time we go live uh, with the podcast. So we definitely appreciate that as well. Also, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at DeliberationSP1. It's at DeliberationSP1 on Twitter and Instagram by the same uh, handle there. So we definitely appreciate all of that. And uh, yeah, without any further... Instagram is actually Deliberation Sports. We were able to get more characters in. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Justice Man to the tech genius uh, on that end with the is deliberation sports on IG, uh, just to be clear, man. But to introduce the guy, speaking of the guy you just heard, that's uh, my man Justice Bolden. Uh, Justice, how you doing today? Hey, the darkest hour is just before the day. I'm, I'm doing good, Josh, uh, Evan, Leon. I'm doing good, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Evan, what's up, man? I'm good, man. Ready to hop right into it. Talk a little talk of basketball, man. Definitely, definitely. Leon there as well. And uh, we are ready to get it going. So today's edition, uh, like like Evan said, man, Tiger basketball preview. Tons of excitement uh, with the Memphis Tigers. That is Memphis Tigers basketball preview. Tons of excitement heading into the season. Penny Hardaway's first year. Uh, we already um, you know, had the game with Lamont on to, to whet the appetite, so to speak, uh, for everything, man. So just gonna go around here. Um, I guess we can uh, we can talk about the first uh, exhibition. And um, Evan, I'm gonna start with you, bro. What, what did you What did you think about that? And uh, heading into the season. Well, I thought it was a very very well played game. The thing that caught my eye the most was usually every coach at the beginning of the season said they're going to press and they're going to play fast, mm-hmm. uh, and they usually back off of it. Penny did not back up of it. Those guys were for 120 points, and that was in Lamar on chest on the defensive end the whole night. Uh, Tyler Harris looked really good. Uh, his game will translate to the college level. A lot of people had questions about it because of his height. Uh, the way Memphis gets up and down is definitely going to fit his game. Uh, that freshman class is just – they're going to be something special. Uh, I think definitely because none of those guys are going to be one and done. The one who probably has the most potential to be one and done is Antoine Jones. I think he'll kind of be a two or three year guy, but I was very satisfied. I give him an A minus. That minus come because they had some turnovers that was unforced. Uh, And you you can't do that against Lamar, especially when you're going to have guys like uh, LSU, uh, top 25 team, second game of the year. So that has to get cleaned up quickly. Um, But outside of that, man, I, I think they played well. I like that Keevan Davenport looked comfortable, more comfortable shooting the three uh, against Lamar Norton. He was four for four, came out in the second half, was very hot. I like the way Alice Lomax ran the team. He's not going to score the ball a lot, but he's definitely going to get the assist and get the offense running. Uh, So I enjoyed what I saw, man. I want to see them against Christian Brothers. Uh, I think that'll be a better look, but for Lamar Norton, man, I give him an A minus. Yeah, no, those guys, they came out and played ball. And uh, to see, Isaiah Maurice uh, come right out the gate and, and be efficient. I think he finished with 19 points uh, and eight boards. Uh, just to see him come out and really establish that he's going to be a factor on this year's team, that's the the blessing of uh, the return of Penny Hardaway to, to Memphis's program. The Tigers, they've added talent. And we know about the, the players that played on last year's team uh, that was coached by Tubby Smith. We, we we're talking Rainier Thornton, uh, who it proved throughout the season, added a jump shot or, or at least a, a catch and shoot from three. Kareem Bruton, who we saw 
make game winners, uh, two of them, one against Temple and, and another one in the conference uh, USA, or not the conference USA, but the American Athletic Conference uh, tournament to send them to the semifinals against Cincy. Uh, and, and Kevin Davenport or, or Kevon, uh, he was a guy that I felt should have been all uh, at American Athletic Conference. He's back. And when you look at that, you add that in with uh, Mike Parks and uh, the incoming class that Evan just alluded to. I think that the Tigers have an opportunity to really do something special. But I, I can't say enough about uh, Mr. First 48, Tyler Harris. He came out and just lit the nets up, you know, 20-plus points. Uh, his quickness, his jump shot, his floater, uh, these are things that he's done throughout his career. He did it at Cordova High School last year, and he wasted no time uh, entering college basketball and, and making his presence felt. Yes, and for me, it was more so the organization and presentation as, of the staff as a whole. You know, being able to be courtside and see how they run their team, you can tell they have a, a system. You know, for Penny's first season, he has some well-class guys around him. Like, example, Rodney Hamilton. I came up to him and I asked him, I said, what's the game plan for tonight? And he said, hey, that's not my focus. My focus is to make sure everything is running right. So it's like everyone knows their role, not just from the players, but to the coaches as well. And that's the main thing that we really didn't have last year. Everyone didn't know their role. And this year, for it being Penny's first year, it's, it's going to be something interesting. Because, I mean, with the returning players and the new additions, it's going to be a sight to see. Tyler Harris, you know, just previously mentioned by everyone, he – he put on a performance, you know, and mm-hmm. when I talked to him in the press conference, he said it felt like Cordova a little bit, just not as wild. You know, he had early turnovers. Tony Matlock told him to calm down, and you saw a new player. And it's just – I think that confidence that the staff gives these players is going to be interesting. I mean, I think this is going to be a tournament team, but as far as going past the first round, that's a question mark because we have to see what else, you know, they're going to bring to the table. So it's going to be more to come. Wait a minute now. What, what's the question mark? Question mark is, example, like, we don't really know what they can do yet. We just saw them play against Lamont on. So you got to put a question mark. We don't know exactly what they can do against some pressure. So you can't really say, oh, yeah, we're going to go sweet 16. You, you can't say that right now. You don't know. <laughs> you got to see a little bit more before you jump the gun. My, my, my opinion for it being realistic. You know, it's, it's interesting, man, because I know <laughs> you look at people um, – I think that's a great point you brought up, Leon, about expectations, you know, because you look at this, right, and you saw Tyler Harris, or like Cordova Tyler, you know, out there just dropping bombs, 5 of 10 from 3, 26 points in 18 minutes. You know, Davenport 4 of 4, uh, Maurice looking like a, you know, uh, the big man we've been looking for in the post in his first uh, game, all that stuff. And he, you must consider the competition. You must consider the excitement and all those things. But to be honest with you, and this is just me, I was impressed because I know, you know, there's so much expectations and hype heading into that first game. I didn't feel like I saw, you know, at least from the footage that I saw, it didn't seem like I saw a ton of nerves to me. You know, and I expected to see more nerves than I saw, but they came out and they looked focused and they looked like they knew what they had to do with the task at hand. And I'm impressed. Um, I think that's got to be a credit to the coaching staff. Um, without question, even though I know this is exhibition, but you know that that's just my opinion. But uh, Evan, what, what do you say about that? I mean, uh, a quote from Tyler Harris uh, was that he he had some butterflies, but mm-hmm. I mean, butterflies usually last uh, during the starting lineup announcement. After the tip, any ball player is just ready to play ball, so yeah, yeah. that's really not going to be a huge issue going forward, uh, especially against Lamorne, because you just get out talent teams. Uh, yeah, but yeah. that group, that freshman class, and with those returning uh, Tubby Smith era um, players, yeah. I mean, those those guys are just going to ball from a a person who's watched Penny in depth and, and knows how he coach. He's not going to bring a team out there unprepared. Mm-hmm. One, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. You would not say Memphis lost a basketball game under the Anthony Penny Hardaway era because they were not prepared. Yeah. He, he's just not that type of coach. Um, that, that's, that's not going to be an issue with those guys. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of freshmen played. Uh, they were nervous. Uh, you saw a couple of quotes. But, I mean, just like any basketball player, once the ball tipped, 
It's go time, man. You're at home. You know, I want to ask Leon, since he was at the game, what is some yeah. things you would like to see in the next game against CBU that maybe you didn't see uh, in the game, uh, preseason game against uh, Lamar and Orr? Well, I just want to be able to see them play the half-court offense, you know, when the ball actually slows down because – Lamar and Owen plays almost the same type of style of brand of ball. I mean, they're both going up and down the court. Not really a lot yeah. of plays, just pretty much transition basketball, positionless basketball. Now, when you get a chance to play against a competition, almost like a Princeton-level style of play with Christian Brothers, who's a little bit more structured team, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. see some uh, times in the game where it's going to be almost like an NCAA tournament team because Christian Brothers is almost like a, a team like a Belmont or a South Dakota State. You're going to play those teams in the tournament. They're going to slow the ball down, and they're going to pretty much make you play their, play their game. So it's going to be interesting to see what the new guys do it when they step up to their challenge. That's a great point. That's why I love, you know, the contrast of styles with Lemoyne and CBU. It's really great, not just because of the local aspect, because you get two totally different styles of play to get you ready for – you know, the different styles you're going to see when you enter the season. You know, what? how can we do against this style? How can we do against this style? And it's really going to be interesting to see how the Tigers respond uh, against CBU. That's that's going to be something to watch and definitely see the half-court game. Uh, most without question. And a key injury that didn't get a chance to play, you know, uh, David Wingett, you know, he had a yeah. concussion in practice. So it's going to be interesting to see him get a chance to play because – Fans are excited to see him shoot that ball because, you know, he won the three-point contest in Memphis Madness. Now we want to see Whitney and Jackson doing the game performance. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. You know, so very, uh, very interesting. Now, I'm going to say this. Who do you think um, out of the Tubby era guys, you know, from Rainier, Kareem, um, Eno, Davenport, Mike Parks, um, who do you think uh, is probably going to be – the most important out of that group um, when it comes to having a, a big role in this coming season, or if you just give your thoughts on each of those guys, uh, if you want, um, if um, Evan, if you want to start with that. Well, to answer your first question, the most important guy to me is going to be Kevin Davenport. Uh, that guy was just probably the, outside of Jeremiah. Well, he's not a tubby guy. He was the most consistent tubby guy from day one. Uh, even last year uh, when they played Lamorne, which was the first exhibition with that group, I mean, he he shined. And he pretty much was just consistent. He's the undersized four on the college level because he's kind of light. Uh, I mean, the height and the length is not really an issue, but he's so light, you know, so he was kind of an undersized four. But the guy, I mean, if he's shooting the ball like he shot in the second half, Leon, Justice, and Josh, that guy's going to be someone to reckon with. But uh, Rainer Thornton, he's another guy. Uh, I've watched him some uh, during the preseason. His shot has really come along. If you remember, he had a streak towards the end of the year. Uh, he was just on fire. And Tubby, he kept saying, hey, I'm working on um, changing Rainier's shot. And it's going to get better. And that paid dividends towards the end of the year. Rainier is what uh, – he, I think that he he wants them to be their Draymond Green. He needs them. He needs them to do it all. And if you look at Rainier, he can. He can get in there and rebound. He's built like a, a grown man. He can shoot the three now. Uh, he can get to the rim. Work on getting that free throw percentage up to about eighty percent, and you got an all around basketball player. Uh, Victor Eno, uh, Justice can tell you this. I've been excited about this kid all summer. He came in built like a grown man. His body was college ready as soon as he came on campus last year. He has improved a lot. His touch around the rim has gotten better. His rebounding, I feel like, is going to be better this year. Uh, He's getting up and down the court at a faster speed. I think he's going to fit very well in Tubby Smith's system. So I'm excited about those guys. And lastly, Mike Parks, who he's been out a little bit. He can't go a lot in practice right now. Uh, He was dealing with a hamstring injury. He was out. Uh, I can't wait to see him get back on the court because that weight that he lost – it's going to translate well into the offense that Penny wants to run. Penny wants to press you and run a gun on offense. If his secondary breaks can be an offense off the off, if can be his offense off the glass, uh, off of rebounds, that's what he's going to roll with. I mean, he, he doesn't want to sit in half court and, and run offensive sets. 
he want to get his guys out and running. And, and I feel like that weight that Mike Pars lost, if you remember last year, he already had a hook shot in his game that he was, that was his patent move. Now that he is able to get up and down the court and run with those guys and get a couple of easy buckets, uh, I think he's going to have a nice senior season as well. Well, Josh, uh, to, this is Justice. To answer your first question, uh, I think Kevon Davenport uh, will be the most important of the returners simply because here's a guy who, you know, averaged 13 points and I believe almost seven and a half rebounds uh, last season. Tremendous athletic ability. Uh, he can guard uh, in, in college at least. I would say a one through a four, uh, if not a one through a five uh, in, in different scenarios just because he's quick. Uh He's long, and, and, and I think he's really gifted uh, defensively. He almost reminds me of a, of a Dennis Rodman type of player, but he can actually play on the offensive end, and that's what's unique about him. But a very coachable kid, he's like a sponge, and so I expect him to really uh, be on one of those all-conference teams this season. Uh, Kareem Bruton is uh, another guy I like for the Tigers simply because He's shown the ability to come up in big moments, and he, he can get into the lane and finish, and finish over bigger defenders with that floater. And we saw it last season where he hit that running floater uh, in the conference tournament. He's oh, a guy yeah. who is going to come up uh, in big moments. He's an unselfish guy, so I don't whether he starts or whether he comes off the bench, he's just looking to uh, contribute and play a role on a winning team because, of course, last year coming in, uh, they didn't get a chance to advance to the tournament. And so I think for those seniors, their number one goal should be to get to the tournament, and that's what uh, Bruton can bring to the table. Mike Parks, Evan just mentioned, uh, lost a ton of weight. He got in tremendous shape, which is a, a testament to the Memphis uh, training staff to get these guys in strength and conditioning. And, and we can see it with a lot of the players, but Mike Parks especially, uh, you know, I, I think he's lost over uh, 40 pounds since he's gotten on campus. He's around 245. And uh, big soft hands. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays now that he's no longer uh, necessarily a space eater. Will he continue to be able to make that shot in, in the paint area? Uh, very efficient. If he shoots eight times, he's probably going to make six of them. And most of those mm -hmm. shots are coming from within 10 feet of the basket. Rainier Thornton, as uh, Evan also alluded to, he's another guy whose body just looks tremendous. And, and he came in like that, to be honest. He's already a workhorse. You see him flipping tires in the summertime. He's a jack-of-all-trades. He can defend. He can he can make shots. Uh, I like him to be a better finisher this season. Uh, last season, I, I, I'd be interested to look at the numbers and see what was his finishing percentage. But I, I know if, in, if I had an opportunity to talk to him, he would probably indicate, hey, I do need to finish better than I did last season. So that's something I would like to see out of him. But he's a guy that's going to play a big role for the Tigers, whether it's uh, coming off the bench or, or playing the utility role. He can guard that two, three, four, and potentially be a, a shutdown defender when needed. And, of yeah, course, yeah. last but not least, right. Victor Eno. Victor Eno is, mm -hmm. is a – the guy didn't lift weights in high school, from what I heard. He, he just came in 240 pounds, chiseled rock. And he played well in that Wichita State game last year at home. If he could come back this season uh, – I know he, he dealt with some early preseason injuries, but if he can come back and be what the Tigers need in terms of an enforcer, a guy that's going to lay a hard foul on someone that's coming through the paint, that's what the Tigers need. It, whether it's setting screens. I know Sam Mitchell's going to be big on that. You see some videos oh, going yeah. around on YouTube where mm -hmm. Sam is like, hey, man, you, you better get down on the post and set a screen. You think somebody's going to throw the ball to you when you, you're playing with Carmelo Anthony? That's Victor Eno. He, he's going to get down and, and do the dirty work, and that's what the Tigers need. So when you talk about those those returners from last season, they all bring something to the table. Definitely. And, uh, Leon, man, I definitely want to get your thoughts because I know you were at the, at the LeMond on the sideline and – you know, kind of what you saw from the from the Tubby guys returning. How, how do you feel about them hitting this? Well, for me, I feel like two key players to this team, and uh, one and most important player. I left off Jeremiah Martin. Oh man, he he's not a Tubby guy though. He, he's not a Tubby guy. He's a returner. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, can y'all pass the ball? Y'all gonna pay me the ball? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I left him off. Go ahead. All right, thank you. All right, uh, Jeremiah Martin. I feel like he's going to be a key person to the team because, for one, he's a player that has faced adversity. You know, he's played with three different coaches from Coach Passner to Tubby to now Penny. You know, yeah. he's dealt with injuries to his, his career, and he's fought back, and he's still here. You know, he's never gave up on the team. He's never gave up on the coaches. He's always been that guy. 
And mm-hmm. you can tell when you see the team, he's the vocal guy amongst the guys because he's seen it all. You know, he can tell them, hey, you know, when we play Cincinnati, this is what it's going to be like because he knows. And not only him, but then you also got a guy who I feel like is going to be key to the team is Antoine Jones. That guy is going to be key to the team because of his size and able to do things on the perimeter that other guys on the team can't really do based on their size. And with his, you know, God-given talent of being – 6'6 six, six and creating off the dribble, he's going to be a mismatch when we play against certain teams. So I think those two guys are going to really do big things for the program. So it's going to be interesting this year, you know, because like I said, question mark, you know, you got so many situations that you can put guys in, but we just oh, don't yeah. know yet. You know, it's it's like we got the appetizer on the table and we just want to see what mm-hmm. the meal is going to be. So it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold and, you know, just got to stay tuned. Yeah, hey, I, 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 let, let, let me throw this in. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jeremiah Martin is not a Tubby Smith guy. He, he's a Josh Pastner guy. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's why we left him out. That that's a Josh Pastner recruit. He was here before Tubby got here. I'm, I'm glad yeah, you cleared yeah. that up, Evan, because I, I felt like I slided Jeremiah. And I'm like, this, this he's, nah. he's probably your best player on the team. That would have been the first guy I threw out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel especially after. After last year's performance, I mean, my goodness, uh, he carried this team through a lot, you know, to the point when, you know, to the point when he got injured and everything. And that's one of the things I, I really love about this year is that I feel like, you know, one, he gets to be on the, the stage that I think he deserves to be on. And two, now you have help, man. You know, you can use other parts of your game, the facilitator. You don't have that, you know, that load on you that you have to be Kobe or LeBron, basically. Uh, to even have a chance to win. Um, you got a lot of scoring options and guys that can create for themselves. Um, I'm, I'm going to start with Leon on this one and just kind of go in reverse order. But when you look at Jeremiah, Tyler, Alo, even if you want to throw Antoine in there as far as guards and things of that nature, how do you feel they're going to work as far as playing together and uh, that rotation? How do you feel about that? Man, I feel like they're going to be great because one thing I've seen – with those guys is brotherhood. You know, they all support each other. When they talk about it, when they talk about each other, they uh they pretty much all just kinda encourage or just kinda stay be like, oh man, like example, when I talked to Tyler Harrison in a press conference, he was talking about Lomax saying, you know, they guy he knows how to run a team. They always talk something positive about each other. So it's mm-hmm. gonna be a great bond on the perimeter. You know, it, no one's worried about starting really. It's more so just wanting the team to succeed. So I think that bond is going to help us out in the long run when it's time to win some big games. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Justice, what do you think, man? Can you can this be compared to, um, you know, the four kings that everybody was excited about back when, you know, with Joe and, and Dixon and Jaron and, and Chris, or do you think this is going to turn out a little bit better than, than that did? Well, uh, there were some factors that, that ultimately – probably prevented that team that you're referring to from really being great because they had some tremendous talents when you talk about Jeremiah Martin and uh, Joe Jackson, Chris Crawford. uh, uh, That team was, in my opinion, they were loaded. But when you you look at uh, this particular group, I think the one thing that comes to mind is unselfishness and then the fact that you got leaders. we all, we all pretty much throughout the preseason and, and during the offseason have talked about the impact that Alex Lomax brings to the table in terms of his, his leadership, his defensibility, uh, his, his want to get everybody involved. But I think another thing that we may have glossed over is the fact that Tyler Harris shares some of those similar qualities. Yes, he's known as Mr. First 48, a guy who launches threes like none other and, and just darts all over the court, jumping out the gym. But He's quietly a leader in his own uh, right. And you you see it happen in a lot of the things that the team is doing off the court and and just that energy uh, that he brings to the table. And and that's something that's really, I think, rubbing off on a lot of the guys, and they're all cheering for each other. So, But when you look at Antoine Jones, and Leon alluded to it, six foot six, he reminds me somewhat of a a Joe Johnson or or Tyreek Evans in terms of he can really break you down. He can go get his own shot. Uh, And the kid has got long arms, and he is really talented. When you look at him and then you, you put him with some of the other guards that the Tigers have, the fact that their guards can all handle the ball, can all shoot it, can put it on the deck. Uh, we talked about Jeremiah Martin. This team, there, there, are no, there, are no, there are no limits on what they can do in terms of uh, from a personnel standpoint in, in the guard position. 
they got guards and they're loaded. And I like a team that's got good guards. Definitely, definitely. You know, I can't believe it's got Kareem Bruton uh, returning as well. It's going to be a key guard. I love this uh, the the comfortability um, that I saw in the uh, Lemoyne game. It really seemed like he was comfortable, sure of himself, and sure of his role. Well, just think about uh, it. You got Ryan, Ryan Boyce. He's sitting out. Yeah, Ryan Boyce is sitting out as well. Uh, but uh, Bruton, you know, had nine, eight assists, ten rebounds, almost had triple double in that first game. Um, you know, which is, of course is against Lemoyne, but. Evan, um, before we get started, I want to get into the schedule also here in the next go-round, but um, what, what do you think about what we're talking about, this guard rotation? I mean, Kareem, he, he, he's a he's just a guy who – he just gets the job done. Even when he's struggling, uh, he's just finding ways to do something positive for the team. It's not always about putting points in the column. Uh, but for those three guys, Jeremiah, Tyler, and Alo that we were talking about, they're going to work because they're winners. Uh, yeah. Alice Lomax is a multiple state champion. Tyler Harris went to a state championship, lost to a loaded East team. Um, Jeremiah Martin is a state champion uh, under, you know, a Mitchell program. Those guys are champions. And when you're champions, you just figure it out. I mean, that's just what basketball players do. And, and those three guys, they're going to get it done. Number one, they want to see each other win. I mean, there's no selfishness on that on that team. And I'm going to tell you this. You asked about the four Kings team. That team never made it out the round of 32. This yeah. team will get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament within their years. You won't see a four-year span with these guys that won't get out the first weekend. Book it. Uh, because the, these guys, they're just winners. I, I don't care about the size. I mean, Antoine Jones is the biggest out of all of them. And he's a pro. I mean, in, in two, three years, he'll be in an NBA uniform. So, I mean, but but those three guards, man, they're winners. They're champions. So, champions figure it out, man, from from playing ball my whole life, man. One thing I learned, if you're used to winning, that gets contagious, and you just figure it out. So, those guys are figure it out, man, because they're winners. Definitely, man. We're talking about figuring it out. Looking at the schedule, you know, you start right off – um, you know, Tennessee Tech, but of course, but then right after that, boom, second game of the season at LSU, Baton Rouge, SEC Network, national stage, a team with a, one of the top recruiting classes in the country, uh, despite how they may or may not have gotten those guys is uh, irrelevant, but they have a, a loaded team coming up. Uh, some The non-conference, I'm really interested in so many of these matchups, um, you know, Potential with Tennessee, uh, you never know with some of these other matchups. But as um, you guys, how do you feel about the non-conference and the test that this team is going to face? And if you want to name uh, some of the games you're most looking forward to, um, Josh, I'll I'll take that. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's five non-big non-conference games that I want to really ask everybody about and and get your take on how you think the Tigers are doing these games. Uh, Oklahoma State is the first one. Uh, In fact, actually, it's LSU. On the uh, 13th, that's going to be the first big game they have, uh, and that's at LSU. And this is a talented team led by Trey Waters. They had a top five incoming recruiting class uh, highlighted by uh, Emmett Williams and uh, Javante Smart. He was a missing basketball in Texas. That team is going to be loaded. Nas Reed out of New York. Um, so I, I think the Tigers are going to have a, a tough road to hold in that game, but I, I think the Tigers are going to win that one. Um, and so then we got Oklahoma State. I, I believe the Tigers are winning that one now. Of course, the Villanova game is going to be a push. Uh, and then I think also when you look at uh, uh, Texas Tech, and uh, that's going to be a big one as well. So uh, overall, you know, in, in those five games, and then including Tennessee, I, I got the Tigers going four and one uh, with the lone loss. Uh, potentially maybe being to a Tennessee or uh, a Villanova. They'll have the Tennessee game at home, which I, I think the Tigers have a good chance of winning. Okay. Uh, Leon, how you feeling about the non-conference, and how do you feel this team can respond to the challenges they're going to face here? Man, I think it's I think they're going to respond well. You know, like I've said before, I, I'm, I'm just a realistic guy. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> – Easy to say what they can do, but right now we just don't know what they can do because we haven't really seen them play an actual live game yet, like, as far yeah. as, like, get some good competition. But, I mean, the talent is there. And, for me, the game that, that catches my eye is, the, of course, the robbery, you know, Tennessee, you know. And I can't wait to possibly get, you know, uh, Prince on the air, you know, just his close friend, you know, J.P. Prince. 
you know, who's a former UT Vol who knows so much about the rivalry, you know. He was part of the classic Derrick Rose battle. So, you know, it's it's going to be something interesting with us being playing them here. You know, it's going to be an exciting game, you know, because, you know, the, the whole crowd has been waiting for this. Have a good oh, team yeah. playing against a rival school, which I hope eventually we start getting back playing schools like Arkansas maybe one day, you know. So mm -hmm. this is just for a, a pretty much like I keep saying an appetizer for things to come. So I, th I like it for his first year. The non-conference schedule is pretty good. You know, LSU – you know, that's a talented team as well. So, it's it's a good first year, you know, non-conference schedule. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I agree with you, Leon, as far as expectations because, you know, I, I, I like this team. I really do. But I don't want people to trip if they end up getting whooped up on the some early um, non-conference games. I know they can compete with anybody. And I don't think that – it's not like they're not up to the challenge. But you come into an LSU – First two games of the season, new coaching staff, new team, you know, these guys coming in. I think they could compete, but I don't know if I could just say right now that they're just going to win these games. And that's just me. Well, I, right, I, I right. got to get you on record, guys. I got to get you on record. Uh, we got five big games. Leon, what you got? Okay. Josh, what you got? Uh, Evan, what you got in terms of those five games? Tennessee, Oklahoma State, LSU, um, and there's two other two other big ones. Yeah, potentially Villanova, um, which I doubt Villanova will lose to Kenesha. So I think it's it's going to be Villanova. Do we add in Texas Tech? Texas Tech, Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. Yep. Yeah, in Miami. For me, um, you're going to have to – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Leo. Go ahead. No, nah, I was just going to say, for me, let me get back to you on that question when I get a chance to see them play against, you know, Christian Brothers. That way, once I do a rundown from both exhibition games, I get yeah. an idea of what this thing can look like. You know, as far as, like, right now, I mean – it's big expectations because of what we've seen from, you know, Lamar and Owen gang. Now, yeah. once we see them play against Christian brothers where they kind of slow the ball down, then I can kind of give you an idea because right now we still don't even know who's starting. Yeah, so, I, I get mean, that. Right now, I mean, I, I'll come back to that question on our next podcast edition and, you know, I can give you a, a, a final answer on the standings on that record. No problem, man. Evan, uh, you want to touch it, man? Because I'm going to just say right now. I'll say out of those five, it's tough for me to say which win or lose, but I'll just say three and two uh, in those games. I, I'll touch it because, um, I mean, I, I know you guys want to look at the Christian Brothers game. To me, uh, even though Christian Brothers plays a, a different style of basketball, uh, mm -hmm. which is more superior, uh, talent is going to prevail and it'll still be a 30 to 40 point win. And they're going to get them to run up and down the court because that's what pressure does. So they're not just going to rock them to sleep. I want to just go off of what I've seen uh, multiple times out this team. I, I'm going to go through it. I think we're going to beat LSU at LSU. I'm going to go with okay. the upset there. I think we're going to beat Oklahoma State. Okay. We're not going to beat Villanova. Yeah, I agree. Now, the next game will be Tennessee at home. You're going to have 18,000-plus. The crowd is going to be ramped. I'm calling the upset. Memphis is going to mm. beat Tennessee. Uh, I, I just think that uh, Penny Hardaway and that coaching staff, that'll get them enough time to have film on Tennessee. Rick Barnes mm. really call a lot of people by surprise, and if you look at them, they don't have any five stars on their team. They just got guys who do their role and win. I think yeah, exactly. if you give this coaching staff time to get film on teams, this coaching staff is one of the best coaching staffs in the country. They will find a way to beat a team. And I think that we beat Texas Tech in Miami. Texas Tech lost a lot last year from that Elite 18. That's a big game because of name. But on paper, it really isn't a big name. Uh, this is a rebuild year for Chris Beard uh, after a sessional year last year. So out of those five games, I got them going 4-1. Put me on the record. Okay, 4-1. Um, I'm saying three and two. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I think they lose to LSU. They beat Oklahoma State. Uh, they lose to Villanova. And I'll say they beat they beat Tennessee. They lose to – well, no, no, no. They beat Texas Tech. They lose to Tennessee. I'll say that because I think Tennessee is physical. And especially you look at a guy like Admiral Schofield, who looks like a linebacker. 
Well, um, let me you know. Let me say this, Josh. I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Physicality is taken out when you're going up and down the court. If they're able to press Tennessee and get this as a track meet, which is what Penny wants to do, yeah, that's going to you know neglect that uh, physicality that Tennessee has on the inside. Those big guys don't want to get into putting the game in 80s and 90s. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what they don't want to do. So if if Memphis can impose the way they want to play on Tennessee – which is what you really want to do. You don't want to play to the other team's strength. Let's see what they're going to do. Let's see what lineup they're going to put out. Run those guys to the tongue fall out, man. And, and I think they got a shot to win. Yeah, yeah, you got to control the tempo, no question, um, which I know that's a, that's a focus of what, what uh, Penny wants to do, man. So, But all that being said, I can't wait for all these games because I know um, a lot of these games are going to have much more, many more people than we saw last year just because of the excitement factor. Uh, and all that. So, um, Justin, did you go on the record? I know you were asking us. Did you go on the record? Uh, what you thought? Oh, yeah. I, I went on the record four and one. Uh, okay. the, whether that's a Tennessee loss or whether that's a, a loss to Villanova. Uh, of course, we don't, we haven't – we still have more to learn about the teams, but I have oh, a general yeah. idea who's who's returning for a lot of the teams they're going to be facing early on. Like I said, that LSU team is loaded. It's going to be a tough – uh, place down there, possibly a hostile environment. I would think the LSU uh, fan base would really get behind this particular group. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going four and one, man. So we really just waiting on Leon. He, he he's going politically correct on us. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I ain't trying to jump the gun because you know, when these records come out, I'm going to be the guy that ah ha. No, hey, no, but if, if you don't make a pick, you can't say anything, man. You can't make a pick. You, Oh, you know. No, mm, no. Nah, nah. Let me let me see this team play one more. Then I can say, hey, this and that. Evans had the pleasure of seeing, you know, some exclusives. You know, I seen them play live up close one time. And, you know, it's just – you want to – it's just like baking a cake, man. You know, you know it's going to taste good, but the ingredients got the mix just right, man. So but when you look yeah, at the, the Penny Hardaway and, and Mike Miller and, and Sam Mitchell, you put all those guys together with the talent you have, that's tough. And look, I, I get that. First year coaching together, though. You got to still build yeah. chemistry. You know, we still, we seen LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. They didn't win it their first year. You get, they had mm-hmm. to, it, took, it took adversity. They had to get – they had to jail. You know, those things, I mean, it, it, ha- it happens. You know, you see potential, but you just can't rush it so soon. But to each his own on that subject, though. But we'll see, though. It's a stay tuned moment. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's – you know, it's it's a good dialogue, man, because I'm like this. You know, you don't want the cake to fall flat, you know, the way, what Leon's talking about. And then, you know, people, people get disappointed, you know what I'm saying, with a flat cake. So, but we I, are I guess talking we'll about see. a group, a team that won 22 games last year. That's true. With, with your core coming back. I mean, you lost Jamario That's Rivers. True. But outside of that, every meaningful yeah. player but that was I guess on your team my last thing. year is back. Yeah, but here's my thing, right? Anytime you have a new team, and I know – you know, you bring it in. Look, the thing I love about this team is it's clearly a lot more talent and depth than you had last year because you only had a certain amount of guys you could play without um, looking terrible I'm out there last year. You, you don't have to worry about that this year. But it's still a gelling factor. It's still when you actually play real games against real competitive opponents that you have to put into play, learning the new system, all of that, even though it seems to be going well. I do think I, I want to temper it as well. That's just that's just me. Now, know, Josh, there, there is one player I, I almost forgot about mentioning. We don't know okay. if he's going to be ruled eligible. That's Louisville transfer Lance Thomas. Uh, the NCAA yeah. has been uh, issuing out rulings on similar situations, and we've seen players ruled eligible. If he's <laughs> on a member a member of this year's Tigers team, that really changes the ball game. I think. Oh, no question. No question. Um, and I'm curious how he's going to do these rotations as well. There's so many guys that can play. Uh, so that's another factor. So we'll see. But I'm looking at the conference schedule, guys. Um, you know, you got the Wichita States and Cincinnati's and UCFs and, and things of that nature now. You don't have – these teams are not as good as they were last year, at least in my opinion, what they lost. Um, how do you feel – I'm start with Evan on this one. How do you feel about the Tigers' chances – in the American this season. Yeah, talking about the AAC, uh, heading into the AAC, how do you uh, feel they can do in, in the conference this year in comparison to last season? Because finishing in the final four or the top four in the uh, in American conference, 
you know, it was pretty I got, impressive. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I got him going uh, top three, you know, finishing the semi. I mean, close to semifinals to championship game. That's how good mm-hmm. they are. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like when you when you go against the non-conference, that's a whole nother story. But within the conference, I feel like the, the way how the team is built, they they can go against the Wichita States and the Cincinnati's. You know, <laughs> the team the team can make some noise because you know you got guys like Tyler Harris and Lomax and you know Jeremiah. They can go now. These guys mm-hmm. have played against some of the best in the country, so they won't get wild by the AAC. But you know, I feel like. They're going to be a top three team, and that's where that's what's going to help them make the NCAA tournament because you're going to need those wins against teams like Wichita and Cincinnati, you know, the Tulsa's of the world, because those teams are going to do well as and just as well as we are. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that, man. Um, you look at what last year's team did; I think they can at least do what that team did, if not more. Especially when you look at, um, you know, Houston. Uh, Wichita State, Cincinnati losing the guys they did, um, you know, and then coming into this season. But, Justice, uh, what say you? Well, I'm, I'm looking at that 18 schedule uh, conference slate, and there there are some dates that jump out. Uh, of course, January 3rd, home against Wichita State. That's going to be the first big home non-conference or big conference game. Uh, they'll go on the road to, to Houston, who who's going to have some talent. But, of course, they lost Rob Gray last season. Uh, Temple actually was a pretty good team as well. They'll, they'll take on uh, the Tigers. In fact, they'll host the Tigers in Philadelphia on January 24th. But outside of that, it's going to be the two matchups against uh, Cincinnati. Uh, one is on uh, at home uh, in Fe- February 7th in Memphis. The other one's going to be that road game at Cincinnati on March 2nd, which is the second to the last game of the regular season. And then at, at Wichita State on uh, February 23rd, that's going to be a tough game. And so uh, I think the Tigers, if you're looking at an 18-game slate, they're going to fall somewhere between 16-2 uh, and two and 14-4. and four. That's that's my prediction for the season. And I'll kick it to Leon. Or actually, not to Leon, but to Evan. They have the potential to win the AAC regular season and, and win the tournament, which is there here in Memphis. Houston lost a lot. Cincinnati lost a lot. Wichita State lost a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. The teams that, you know, thought to be the leader is U- UCF, Central Florida. But every year it seemed like it's their year, and they haven't proven to be right yet. So I'm going to hold reservations on them just because they never live up to the expectations. I got Memphis finishing top two, possibly winning the league. I think when you put a, a coaching staff together like Penny Hardaway, Sam Mitchell, Mike Miller, and – uh you know, even Rodney Hamilton has Division One college coaching experience at Tennessee State and Southeast Missouri. You don't put those those guys together with the talent that we have, and it flops. It's just not going to happen. Top mm-hmm. two team in the AAC possibly winning it all regular season and conference tournament. Uh, I, I see them uh, finishing high in the AAC, and you're looking at the NCAA tournament team this year. Definitely, definitely, I agree. Um, it's going to be a good year uh, for the Tigers, man, heading in, into the AAC. I don't think it's going to be um, as challenging as last year. Um, and then you combine that with the fact that we're more talented, uh, the Tigers being more talented. So I think it's going to be a good combination. Now, let me get to the um, to the coaching aspect real quick before we wrap it up here on the uh, Deliberation Sports Podcast you're listening to with uh, Josh, Evan, Leon, and Justice uh, on here talking with you, previewing the Memphis Tigers season, uh, basketball team uh, season ended this year. You know, one thing that's been a little bit uh, annoying to me, and maybe it's just me, is I know that Penny is constantly asked, you know, about is he ready? Is he prepared for this level? Uh, he's asked about butterflies. He's asked about this and that. And, you know, he even talked about after the first game, he didn't have any nerves, you know, because he's been here. He's done that. What do you think about the constant questioning of whether he can handle this level? Do you feel like that's a legitimate question to ask? Or do you feel like they, that maybe they're disrespecting some of his credentials that he's shown uh, throughout his time of coaching? It's just, you know, honest question, whatever you guys think about it. Um, Evan, uh, if you want to start with it. From the local media, either you never seen Penny Coach, which you should if you're a local media guy, and if you have, 
you'll know he's prepared for the moment. But for the national guys, uh, a lot of them are former coaches. And a lot of them are just hating uh, because he, he basically didn't go the route they had to go. The guy is prepared. And if you watch the guy, I've watched him in depth. Uh, <laughs> the man can flat out coach the game of basketball. X's and O's, he's second to none. I mean, when it comes to plays, uh, setups, the man is a walking playbook. Seriously. So, I mean, the fact that people are continuing to X him, just watch him. If you have any type of IQ of the game, and I'm really not trying to be rude, but I'm like, mm-hmm. it was really annoying. Just watch him. The guy is not going to make rookie mistakes because he's played the game at the highest level. He's been around it his whole life. I mean, some when you're on the sideline, and I'm going to say it from experience, the game slows down to you. And you see it from a different aspect as fans because this is what you do, period. So, I mean, he's not going to be nervous because on the sideline or just in the gym, period, he at home. So, I mean, he's going to be a good coach, man. And and I'm definitely excited to look look and see what he's going to do coming forward. Definitely. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, well, well, just just looking at it, uh, there's two things that come to mind that Penny Hardaway will start his coaching tenure with. Number one is, uh, in, in fact, it may be three. Number one is, is experience in terms of the players returning that we, we talked about previously. Uh, the second thing is talent, and he's got a, a load of it, whether it be in, at the guard position or on the wing. And then I even think uh, Maurice and uh, Davenport Parks, a lot of the forwards that the Tigers have can really help out this year. And uh, the third is going to be coaching. <laughs> and so – uh, it's ironic that even though he's a first-year head coach, when you look on that Tigers bench and you and you see Mike Miller and you see Sam Mitchell and you see Tony Madlock, who's the uh, uh, he's not the associate head coach. I believe that role uh, belongs to Sam Mitchell, who's a former NBA coach of the year. But in Tony Madlock, here's someone who's coached for over 20 years. Uh, he's had stints at uh, UTEP and also uh, Ole Miss, and uh, he played alongside Penny Hardaway at Memphis, what was then Memphis State. And so he was a point guard. And and I just think the Tigers overall uh, bring a wealth of experience. And and Penny himself, he's gone through the trenches. And when I say that, I mean starting at the middle school level and then winning a couple championships there. And coaching high school and AAU, I believe that uh, he's taken the necessary steps. No, he wasn't an assistant coach before that, but the, the program was in a position and Penny Hardaway himself was in a position where it was time for the two to meet together. And here we are, uh, the 2018-19 season where Penny Hardaway at the helm has the potential to be special. And so I think those out there who are skeptical of what Penny can do are going to be uh, either A, pleasantly surprised or disappointed if they thought he wasn't cut for the job. Well, my opinion on this, man, is like this. How can you judge a guy who's basically – went head up against Michael Jordan. He's played in the NBA championship. You know, coaching is a different level, but we're talking about on the biggest stages, you know. So it's like this man has played and seen some of the best. And then just to say, oh, he's going to coach against a guy like Coach K, that to me doesn't put fear in his heart. If anything, it puts fear in in a guy like Coach K because you turn around and lose to this guy – you got to deal with him on a recruiting level because now it's going to be, man, you just lost to a guy who's played on the NBA level and who's also a guy who can relate to these players. So the challenge is it's not really there. Like at the press conference, he he elaborated on everyone saying, has he felt the butterflies yet? And he said, you know, no, because this is what he, this is what he wanted. He, he didn't want to wait when, when Tubby first got the job, he wanted it then. And now to finally have it, he's ready for the challenge. And so it's a a moment where we're not going to say, oh, this is an NIT team. This is an NCAA tournament team. We just don't know how far are they going to go. Because after this year, man, the sky is the limit. We're talking about potential Final Four. Once you get one of the top recruiting classes ever, when you got James Wiseman, DJ Jeffries, and potential so on, after you go uh, Malcolm Dandridge. So I think – it's going to be interesting to see how this thing goes out. And I'm going to tell you, Leon, that's a good point. I know you were at that press conference. 
Tell me, do you feel like Penny's getting a little bothered by those questions? Now, I know he keeps a cool demeanor all the time, right? And even then, and I've, I've seen in the past, you know, um, in stand-ups, you know, after practices, and they're like, well, Penny, you think you're ready for this and that? You know, he's kind of – I almost feel like I see him like, oh, they're asking me again, am I ready? You know, like, what? What's it, do you feel like he's a little bothered by that? Or is, is he a little annoyed or, or not really? My opinion, no, because – it's 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 kind of much expected because like you have to understand this is his first year so of course the questions are gonna come and like I said so many times we haven't even played a uh, first five games yet so the questions yeah. right now they're expected now when we get to you know the sixth and eighth game it's like y'all still asking this now after just playing one preseason yeah they're gonna constantly come and you know he's gonna get past that bar it's just like uh, before the game started we had a ten minute delay. You know, so it's like the jitters, we, you know, all oh, this out the door, man. We just ready to get mm-hmm. this thing going. Basically, Penny pretty much threw out in the air. You know, there's no nervousness. It's about getting this thing going. Definitely, definitely, man. So it's uh, that's one thing I can't can't wait for, man, is to see continued development of this team, not just on the coaching staff level, but with the team itself as well and the dynamic, man. So. Um, with the fans, how do we expect, man? Do we expect the fans to come out and show out, and show up um, as uh, as advertised? Because we know that's been a it's been a big deal. You know, people are talking about with the Tubby Smith era and the down attendance and everything. Will the Tiger Nation show up as expected, um, Leon? I just go around to all you guys. Uh, I, I say this, you know, you had sixty three hundred. In attendance at a Lamont on game, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, hey, it wasn't enough people at the exhibition game. Keyword exhibition game. So with that being said, the fans are going to show out. The sick, the tickets have been sold. You know, at yeah. the exhibition game, it was a rainy night on a weekday, and you know, you got people that got kids that going to school. Not to say that's a big excuse, but when you get a chance to get into the meat of the schedule. The fans are going to come out. They're going to support because this is something we all wanted and we all want to win. So I think the fans are not going to be a question. You know, I think the opposing team, they need to be worried about the fans because this place is going to be rocking. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, guys, uh, Justice, what, what do you say? The fans are going to come. Uh, the season tickets are going to be up two, three hundred percent from where they were uh this time last year and I think that's already the case with, with some of the, the early indicators I wouldn't be surprised if they don't sell out of season tickets uh, so I expected attendance to uh, be somewhere uh, not capacity but just, just a bit below it and they'll have some games where they do reach capacity like that Tennessee game don't be surprised if that's not a sellout uh, hosting Cincinnati is shaping up to be a big one and also Wichita State so uh, I would expect a crowd of I'm going to say somewhere around 14, 15,000 uh, for Penny for Hardaway's first season and uh, some big-time crowds and, and sellouts in some cases. All right, Evan? Yeah, I expect the crowd to be there. Uh, Leon uh, pointed to 6,300 at the exhibition game. Uh, it should be pointed out that that was butts and seats. Uh, the ticket sales was more. And as Leon alluded to, you had a rainy night and it was an exhibition game. So it was more than 6,300 tickets sold. So it, it, they're going to be pack houses uh, at just about every game. Uh, because if we just look at history, anytime Memphis, no matter what sport we have, produces a winner, Memphis shows up for them. So, I mean, anytime that that uh, Tiger team has a game, and I expect them to win a lot of games this year, expect it to be a packed house in the FedEx form. So uh, I expect the ticket sales to continue to go out the roof. Uh, like Justin said, I know they're pretty close to selling out season tickets. They're not there yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they go ahead and sell them out, man, because uh, people are amped out about this team. All right, guys. And it's uh, probably going to do it for us today on this uh, Memphis Tiger preview edition. Um, guys, I- I'll let y'all say one last comment, um, and I'll start again with Leon, man. What's your last comment on, on everything? My last comment on this is, man, first off, it's been a great week as a Tiger fan. You know, with the addition of DJ Jeffries, you know, when he decommitted from Kentucky and now to make his transition over to the Memphis family, you know, it's just things to come from the local area because Penny made a statement at his press conference when he first got hired. He's going to put a fence up. He's going to lock the city down. 
and he's done just that. When he first did it with Lomax, it was a domino effect with Tyler Harris. Now we got DJ. And next up is the prize of the cake, James Wiseman. So, as I always say, stay tuned. All right. And um, we, uh, Justice? Well, my last comments uh, on this first uh, or this second episode, this Tiger preview, the the resurgence of Memphis basketball is is well underway. Uh, we saw that first with the 2018 recruiting class, which uh, Penny Hardaway hauled in uh, within a matter of a couple of weeks, and this was in April. So imagine that all the other coaches that that Penny and the, and the staff were competing against uh, had a, a a huge leg up, and to close out with Tyler Harris, with Alex Lomax, with Antoine Jones, with David Wingett, uh, and, and the, the rest of the class, Jaden Hardaway, Ryan Boyce, who was a, a late uh, signee, uh, Alex Lomax. It's just an unbelievable recruiting job, and the staff has proven that they can do it again with some of the guys that uh, Leon and, and Evan mentioned in DJ Jeffries, mm-hmm. Malcolm Dandridge. Uh, and so when, when you look at where the Tigers are at now, I uh, the sky is really the limit. And, uh, I, and with that said, I, I'm going to leave you with this quote. Uh, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. That's it. That's it, man. And uh, Evan, our last word to you, my man. Yeah, I'm going to just touch on uh, kind of what Leah and Justice said. Uh, mm-hmm. Memphis basketball is back. And if you look at the high school scene right now, there's plenty of talent. Even if you look at the middle school level, there's plenty of talent. Penny said he's going to lock down the city. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of talent from high school to middle school that he's going to have an opportunity to lock down. So fret not about us losing out on local prospects the way we have been the last two or three years. Uh, That's not going to happen. Uh, When Penny said that he's going to lock down the city, there's going to be plenty of talent for him to lock down. So it's just a great time to be a Memphis Tiger fan. I call Memphis the basketball capital because playing high school and AAU coming up, people just respected Memphis. Uh, and and even ESPN did such, man. They had us as one of the top 10 high school basketball cities in the country. Uh, they had our basketball program a few years back as one of the top 25 basketball programs of all time. So I call this the basketball capital. If you go around the city looking at high school and the middle schools, man, you know the talent is there. So uh, it's just not now. The 2018-2019 class is for years to come, man. It's the same time to be a Memphis Tiger fan. Definitely, definitely, man. Can't beat that whatsoever, man. So that's going to do it for us today on episode two of the Deliberation Sports Podcast, man. This is the Memphis Tiger basketball edition, a solid hour uh, worth of great content from uh, the entire crew. That is uh, Justice Bolden. Evan DeVold and Leon Taylor as well, man. And also, uh, Leon did a great job at the game the other day. You can catch, um, matter of fact, he posted uh, the press conference on uh, on the Facebook page uh, for Tom Back Live Network as well as uh, TompBackLiveNetwork.org as well as a collaborative effort uh, from Justice Bolden and Evan DeVold on the news for DJ Jeffries. If y'all want to read that, uh, once again, go to talkbacklivenetwork.org and uh, see the DJ Jeffries article there. Those guys did a great job on that as well, man. So that does it for episode two of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Once again, I got to remind you guys uh, to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, um, Radio Public, all of those platforms subscribe so you will know when a new episode of the Deliberation Sports Podcast is live and ready for you listening and downloading pleasure once again. Um, Once again follow us on Twitter at DeliberationSP1 on Twitter Instagram at Deliberation Sports um, as well man so that's uh, for Leon Justice and Evan. I'm Josh Midget and Liberation Sports crew is out. Until next time.